I just can't. I can't stop women. <laughs> yep, I understand. I'm gonna understand. dash off to the bathroom real quick. Alrighty. Don't piss yourself. Piss yourself. Oh, uh, don't piss yourself. Piss yourself. Oh, stop pissing yourself. Keep pissing yourself. Stop it. Start it. <laughs> the sign has officially made us insane. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I know I stand alone here upon this globe. I'm in prison still and on this frigid mold. Gonna walk one day soon above this earth. I'll be dripping gold, man, for what it's worth. And on this cloud, I come with the moon bright, the sun my shade. This is the F Plus Podcast, a true and important place for terrible things, rev enthusiasm. In the room tonight, we have Victor Laszlo. Salt the raging hamster grew 80 feet tall. (laughs) Frank West. The entire Dozer Fleet channel went down in protest of Google considering playing more money to gay employees. Portex. Now the lead animator on the Trapezoid Kids, premiering sometime. Jack Chick. Whoa! Periodic Table Town! And Lemon. (laughs) Sticking a penis in anyone's mouth, man or woman, has never been conducive to the benefit of anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Disagree. Prove me wrong, Internet! (laughs) Also, why am I so stressed out all the time? (laughs) Finally, something I agree with him on. (laughs) Why would you do that to me? Stop it! Who's really benefiting here? <laughs> Follow the money. Hey, F plus. Hey, Lemon. Do you remember a character from our not-so-distant past by the name of Dozer Fleet? No. Huh? No. No. Doesn't ring a bell. bell. Yeah, no. That's weird that it wouldn't ring a bell for you, Frank West, because you were actually in that episode. <laughs> Lemon, I don't even remember the last episode. Fair enough. Do you think I listened well, to this part? If people go to, people go to Ball Pit, I have made some Dozer Fleet food in the past, but no, I don't know what We'll get is. to that. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, back in December of uh, 2013, uh, we uh, did an episode of uh, a man called Dozer Fleet, um, who has um, what do you want to say, like hypothetical projects um, that he writes about extensively, um, and that was probably the longest recording we've ever had in this podcast. <laughs> Um, so long, we're still doing it, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were into an alternate universe. Uh, where were we doing? Uh, where were we doing that? So, uh, not that long ago. Well, actually, a little while ago. But, but uh, uh, Napier Draken uh, gave us a document uh, called "Dozer Fleet Returns: The Saga of Dozer Fleet Records and More." And more. And more. And more. Oh, good. Um, I mean, how much more could there possibly? No, yeah. So there's. Uh, so we have at this point an excuse to go back to Dozer Fleet, and goddamn it, it's an excuse um, that we're going to take. <laughs> it's a good title for the episode too. <laughs> so, um, so let's start off uh, with the uh, musical project, uh, which is known as "Every Ape and His Brother." Every Ape and His Brother is the working band alias for the Dozer Flea founder, and is a group. (laughs) 
that specializes more in writing the song lyrics than in actual song performances. Performers for songs are chosen by on a by volunteer basis. The name is based on the phrase, next you know every ape and his brother will be coming out of these trees to be part of it all. That phrase. That's a yes, phrase? that well-known phrase. Oh, that's, a, okay. that's a well-known mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every ape and his brother, uh, it is a uh, a band uh, from uh, Big Rapids, Michigan. Uh, the genres are parody, comedy, soundtrack, etc. Uh, and the members Ooh, are then the members <laughs> are Dozer Fleet. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, Jack, if you'll take us through the history of um, every ape and his brother, please. Certainly. Thank you. So every ape began as just a random collection of song parodies that were made by the Dozer Fleet founder as he saw appropriate in accordance with tunes that fit well with one or more set of lyrics. Wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I am on the hook! Good sentence, buddy! Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I mean, what, what possibly could bait the hook more? <laughs> For, step two. Step one, write a sentence. Step two, write another sentence. Step three, put the words in the one sentence in the middle of the second sentence. <laughs> it's a sentence fractal. <laughs> Many of the parodies were done to poke at the sound of the artist's voices. Okay. So, I mean, I read that. What does it meat anyways yep. uh exaggerating their more violent tendencies by having them sing lyrics with more literal graphic violence in the song content than usual as well as poking at the fact that the artists themselves probably would not have made their songs about the parody <laughs> songs topics did wow. mojo jojo write this i can't parse this at all <laughs> is that where the actual name of the band comes from <laughs> And it is the vocals of the songs, and the songs have the vocals. <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> in this respect, the parodies were done in the spirit of Weird Al. Yeah, sure. Albeit a more violent version of that artist. Weird Al talks about Santa slaughtering all the elves and stuff. I don't know. He it's talks about decapitations yeah. a lot. I've ever heard yeah, of, there's so actually funny. a lot of violence in Weird Al lyrics. Right, well, this is more than that. <laughs> more oh. than that. Okay, oh. Uh, there's also a footnote reference that I will not be going and looking at. Great. This P- <laughs> the PC Mace website, long since missing, once used the phrase every ape and his brother. The official name for the band began in January of 2007. It was a collaboration mostly of songs that had been submitted to amiright.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. As opposed yeah, to notalwaysright.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Wetney Day, July 25th of 2007, Every Ape released its own MySpace page. What about the brothers? Yay! This page was soon followed by GarageBand and iLike pages being made. The first songs to be submitted to GarageBand and iLike were The Hundred Acre Woodland Massacre, They'll Claw You Open, and a test demo of a theme song for Stationary Voyagers. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Stationary Voyagers uh, was mentioned in the last episode. Uh, it is literally a uh, science fiction television show about pens. Yep. Oh, right, of course, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and those Since of you who then, didn't every... listen to last episode, pause right now. Go listen to last episode. Actually, yeah, you know, <laughs> Frank West makes a very good point. Uh, it is episode 121. Um, if you're listening to that without doing the first Dozer Fleet episode, you're not quite doing it right. Yeah. Please go to 121 first. Otherwise, you're going to be lost if you listen to this one. If you listen to that one first, you're also going to be lost. It's the comic book asterisk. <laughs> last time on Dozer Fleet. 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we'll, yeah. Since then, every ape has been making parody song lyrics grouped into albums. Each time a new song comes out, it is usually submitted to amiright.com under the username of Bulldozer Begins. Bulldozer Begins. Hey, uh, Victor. Right, bulldozer Forever. Yes? Will you take us through the Every Ape and His Brother discography, please? Can, can, I, can I just give you guys some really bad news first? Oh, what's that? The MySpace page was canceled on Sunday, March 20th of 2009 at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time. How do you cancel oh. a MySpace What about page? the seconds, idiot? Where were you when the MySpace page <laughs> no, was I don't no idea when the fuck it happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Every Ape and His Brother's discography. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the singles. Okay. There's the Hundred Acre Woodland Massacre in 2007. Right, we heard about that one, yeah. They'll Claw You Open. Salem, Story of a Trial, Slaughterized. Ooh. Oh, I have that album. <laughs> and then there's Albums of Lyrics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Most okay, albums tend to be. All right. <laughs> Starting with Morbid, the Horrendous Hobo. Okay. Released in What's... 2007. It's a terrible name for a hobo. Nice yeah, MS-DOS created uh, album cover as well. The title for the first parody song collection came to be known as Morbid, the Horrendous Hobo. This right. was partially because that was the name of a random drawing made in 1997. Oh, thanks, I really needed the backstory. Why is on that the a title bullet point album that doesn't exist? <laughs> well, wait for this bullet point. It's, it's Another reason for the title is the amount of violence in some of the parodies. Oh god. Oh. This album is the only one so far to parody the same artist more than once. Oh, that'll come in really handy when I go on Imaginary Jeopardy. there is an imaginary line waiting to get into an award show in hollywood in the every ape side story morbid himself is the first of many creatures to be in line behind the red carpet this Uh, is consistent with the phone conversation two men had earlier that day that every ape and his brother would be at that show. Come on. The meaning of that usage of the term was that one could expect nearly everyone and everything to be in attendance or involved. Check, check. I noticed that uh, you were looking at the uh, Dozer Fleet wiki page for Morbid, the horrendous hobo. Yeah, I was. You were, and uh, uh, I remember that uh, that album has a uh, a parody of This Ain't a Scene, It's an Arms Race by Fallout Boy. What is that song called? This Feels Obscene, It's an Earthquake. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Earthquakes do feel obscene. Now, of course, you'll notice also that he comments that uh, this album was was actually unique because it contained two parodies of the same band, which was a first uh, for them. Oh, that is exciting, um, yeah. You know what band that was, of course. Well, what band would that be? That would be Creed. Because <laughs> the demand for Creed parodies is obviously just really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just yeah, not yeah. enough yeah. of them. Yeah, but isn't Creed saturating that market by themselves? <laughs> uh, Neil, if you'll briefly take me through the other uh, two albums that he did not Oh, produce. yeah. There's, uh, there's also Elefante Elegante Interessante Importante. You know what? I'm fucking sick of RuPaul's Drag Race. It was fun at first. <laughs> <laughs> this show is bullshit now. <laughs> This was the elegant, interesting, important elephant was a running gag in the Dozerfleet founders' high school Spanish classes. While Morbid floated around and parodied songs from 2000 to 2006, 
Elefante parodies a more diverse group of songs, including 90s songs. Ooh, more 90s diverse songs. group of songs. More, Terrific. Yeah. So we're talking about, uh, you know, Kelly Clarkson, Ricky Martin, NSYNC, Ozone. By the way, Dozer Fleet doesn't like gays. That's a weird combination of songs there, Dozer Fleet. <laughs> He's going to parody the gay out of him. It's fine. <laughs> there is an imaginary line waiting to get into an... Didn't we already... Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, okay, so there's an imaginary line waiting to get into an award show in Hollywood in the Every Ape side story. Oops. The elephant himself is the second of many creatures to be in line behind the red so carpet. So this band has their own, like, fucking mythology, like their guar? It's not just a concept yeah. album. It's a concept <laughs> set of albums. I would okay, love but... to see Tozer Fleet guar, actually. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed up as huge bloody pens and pencils. <laughs> also, uh, unlike Morbid, the elephant is somehow popular. With... Like oh, just the elephants in general, just uh, like the concept no, of elephants. No, the the elephant, the, just, just the one. Yeah, the, the one. elephant is somewhat mm-hmm. popular. Okay, is yep. somehow popular. Can't argue with that because I don't yep. know what you're saying. How can yep. you have so many facts and still tell us nothing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's your what's your third album there, Dozer Fleet? Oh, the Chicken of the Opera. Great. Work on this album began in 2008 and completed in is? 2012. Uh, I, 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 I don't. Should John Toast be here? <laughs> I no, he'd get probably upset about this. <laughs> but you had a perfectly good pun and you fucked it up. <laughs> the chicken's focus is more on the, folk and classical tunes than modern songs. Oh, it should have yeah. been the bantam of the folk, opera. Folk no, and classical tunes, like Poker like, Face by Lady yeah. Gaga. <laughs> and and Hashpipe by, by Bruno Mars. You know, folk and classic songs. Yeah. Oh, good. And then the, the parody of Firework is called War Crimes. Why? People don't use fireworks in war. War Crimes. <laughs> okay. So you may not know this, but there is an imaginary line waiting to get into an award show in Hollywood. Oh, is there? Ape Size Story. The chicken himself is the third of many creatures to be in line behind the red oh, carpet. Oh, is there a wiki page for all the list of the creatures? Because I would... Like Morbid, the chicken is feared and hated. Yet unlike Morbid, the chicken is somehow impossible to catch and harm. Uh, As he stands in line uh, at the waiting to get into an award show. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we're gonna go uh, through some of the uh, songs um, that uh, Dozer Fleet has uh, written. Um, look at a little bit of those, and uh, you know, we'll decide. Uh, what we think of his songwriting career. Sound good? Again, just like the F Plus Sings episode, um, uh, Dozer oh, Fleet dear. is a... He's a lyricist, um, but not a uh, musician. Well, um, no, a few of these have been recorded, apparently. Oh, dear. Well, so we know what episode music we have. So sorry about what music I've already played in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start off with a uh, song uh, on the first album. I'm talking, of course, about Morbid. Morbid, the horrendous hobo. Uh, and that is a uh, parody of one a terrific, terrific, wonderful song. I'm talking, of course, about Papa Roach's Last Resort. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, So instead of talking about suicide, the, the, the is about killing chickens. It is a very rare thing that anyone, let alone Papa Roach, would discuss the killing and eating of birds. 
So the humor, I haven't even explained the song yet, but let me explain why it's funny. (laughs) The humor comes from the absurdity of the notion that someone would be so into the act of butchering birds that they devote an entire song to that instead of applying something more traditional like Last Resort to a screamo anthem. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, now that you've explained it, I've not explained it. I have another paragraph. The man in the song, as the song discusses in depth, (laughs) is convinced that the only way to prepare enough food for his upcoming feast is to kill every chicken in his pen. He will consider no other option. The chickens must die. That is funny. Right. So now that I've explained the concept of the song, let me cut right to... The reception of the song. Am I Right has given the song out of two votes, three out of five stars for pacing, four out of five for humor, and four out of five for an all-around rating. This means that one of the few... Of the few on the site who have graded it, results have been mostly favorable. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. Um, Good job, Nate Silver. You fucking did an amazing job there. Look, five out of five me's love the song, so <laughs> it's fine. Uh, an editor for Am I Right made particular made particular compliment about the creativity of lines in the song, such as Don't Give a Cluck. Which makes jokes out of the language in the original Papa Roach song. Uh, that's anyway, what a song parody is. Yeah. So let me uh, let me uh, go here. Uh, hopefully, I can find the uh, karaoke version. Karaoke engaged. There we go. Thank you. All right. Cut those hands into pieces. This is my only resort. Decapitation. Lots of bleeding. Don't give a cluck what I do to their breathing. This is my only resort. <laughs> it's, oh, it's actually sung by a chicken as well. That's interesting. <laughs> is that what the... <laughs> Just cut those chickens into pieces. Pull a meat cleaver out. Decapitation. Lots of breathing. Don't give a cluck what I do to their breathing. Did I mention that? Do I mind the trail of blood clots they are leaving? <laughs> I don't remember most of the song. Do you think it's wrong or maybe right? Gonna prep them all for a feast in my place late tonight. The meat cleaver is in my sight, and I think it's time for chicken side. <laughs> First chorus. They'll be losing their feathers, losing their minds. Hope their meat's gonna taste mighty fine. Losing their feet, losing their minds. Hope their meat's gonna taste mighty fine. Seasoned just right. Flavored with wine. Oven set, now it's time. There are most these, more verses. These KFC commercials are getting That's, weird. I think I think we're good. I, I don't think that we need to With the blood clot scare away your young brother! Struggling! Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Good. So it's also worth noting, by the way, that the lyrics on the Dozer Fleet Wiki and the lyrics on AmIRight.com are different. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's That's part editing. of the humor. You know, he's updating it for modern times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. Who's the biggest Nelly Furtado fan in this room? The biggest Nelly Furtado fan. Jack. Jack. No, I'm sorry, Portex. You are actually the biggest Nelly Furtado. Oh, fan I forgot. In this That's what I mean. Room. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah, yeah. A, like a Nelly Furtado fan detector. <laughs> so this is a uh, song uh, that Dozer Fleet has uh, written uh, called "Ridiculous." Uh, it is a parody of the Nelly Furtado song "Promiscuous." 
Um, I think you'll probably have to explain the background of the song before actually getting into it. Oh, of course, because I know what both of these are. Um, (laughs) This song was written simply to bash the original song for being popular in spite of its raunchy subject matter. Mm -hmm. Instead of being about a couple in a nightclub hooking up for casual sex, the parody imagines two clowns in a cafeteria that don't entirely realize themselves to be clowns. You realize that's still considered porn on the internet, right, you goofball? They realize one another to be clowns, and either way, they instantly hate each other. Finally, a song for my clown realization fetish. (laughs) Dozer Fleet invented ICP. That's interesting. (laughs) It explains a few things. The cafeteria wherein the song is imagined to take place in it take okay the cafeteria wherein which this song is imagined to take place is the Rock Cafe of Ferris State University. This song is not to be confused with Odd Austin's parody "Ridiculous Girl" about an obese woman. Citation note because. Yeah, it's only one song that has the word ridiculous in it. It's not to be confused. That's why it's not to be confused. I mean, they were both getting a lot of play on the radio around the same time. Yeah, amiright.com radio. Mm -hmm. The song was submitted to Am I Right's website in late 2006 and was copied to Dozer Fleet Wiki 1 on February 11th of 2007. (laughs) That's fucking fascinating. So, uh, support tax, uh, right here in the the, uh, background here, we're going to start the uh, karaoke uh, track for... Uh, Nelly Furtado's uh, Promiscuous. All right. Wait, there's a guy and a girl part in this. Does this matter? Do I do guy voice and girl voice for this? I mean, I could take uh, the girl voice. I, yeah, maybe Frank West should take the girl voice. Okay, that's, that's good. Me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And right, I'm also well, very familiar. You're also very <laughs> familiar with this song, so it'll Karaoke be good. Karaoke engaged. Here we go. Do I seem a doom cough? Yep. Why is that so? You're a silly lady. Your plan don't even match. You must be fashion lazy. You don't have a prayer. The laugh's so hard. You're worse than most nerds. Your soul must be scarred. You're one to talk. What's with the silly tie? It turns women off to the sight of your eye. That may just be true, but I don't have a wig. Yours, your arranged, will make a nice oil rig. I see you've gone for early 90s white boy rap. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only rap we're capable of, Lemon. I'm assuming every time you stop speaking, you fold your arms. My arms, are so, my arms are so folded, they're double folded. <laughs> I have a whole posse of speedrunner dorks behind me. It's great. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. You expect me to just change my style? Soon, they'll find you in a circular file. All I can do is say, give me one chance. What's the problem? I'll help you to dance. <laughs> Word up, bitches! I'll be the first to admit it. I'm cackling at you. You seem so innocuous. Wow, are you sure he seems that? I see you seem so I innocuous. Think that's a word you just invented. Wanna pick on my clothes? Then come on, clown, win it. Let me see you eat crow for a minute. Oh, here we oh. go, stepping straight to the chorus. Ridiculous girl, whatever you are, I won't condone your dumb wardrobe at all. <laughs> Ridiculous boy, you already know that you're a monkey do. What you talking for? Oh, that's right. She went there. (laughs) Ridiculous girl, don't laugh at me. You know my cheese shoes aren't as bad as your teeth. What? Yeah. Ridiculous boy, just what is your point? Quit being a troll already. 
A plus. A plus. Wow, this is a long song. Oh, we do have a nice exchange of goofball, you're so sad, uh, you're so green, left and right. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, Portex, just take it to the bridge, please. All right. Wiki, 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 wiki. Goofball, you're so sad, you're so green. Goofball, you're so sad, you're so green. Hey, you're so sad, you're so green. It's good stuff. You know, I, uh... Karaoke, emergency shutdown. <laughs> hey, hey, Lemon. Yeah, what's that? So, uh, I may, you may have noticed that there isn't a reception on there, so you're not sure of what the votes look like on that one. Would you, I, like to, would you like to know? Oh, very much. Very, very much. Yes, please. Thank you. So this one has six total votes. Excellent. Um, so it has, in terms of pacing, one vote for a five, uh, four votes for a one, and one two. So the overall pacing score is 1.8. So reviews uh, somewhat mixed but trending positive, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, how funny is, <laughs> is a 1.3? Um, and so the overall rating is a 1.3 as well. <laughs> You'll notice that that's higher than a 1. So generally f- positive response, I think. Yeah, I would say so. So uh, we're going to take a break uh, from these songs for a bit uh, to skip over to a... Um, uh, publication published by uh, Dozer Fleet Comics called The Bison. Um, on the home on the uh, page for The Bison, uh, there is a figurine modified in Photoshop to approximate what the bison may look like. <laughs> so that's uh, that's helpful. Uh, but yeah, uh, Frank West, if you'll tell me the uh, history of the bison, please. Sure. Uh, do you want me to tell you what it is? It's both a I guess. it's both a semi-potent buffalo in the Volkner universe and a shelved action horror comedy movie franchise pitch currently in consideration by Dozer Feet Productions. Not just a movie, a fucking franchise. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's a pitch to himself that he's considering it. Like hmm, this, this yeah. Dozer Fleet kid's got potential. So he's got. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the goods, boss. I think you're just the kind of person Dozer Fleet needs. Dozer Fleet. <laughs> The bison story originated as a comical joke between two brothers, Willis shooting rubber bands at plastic army men. A plastic toy bison was often an additional object that was placed amongst the soldiers. That is comical, all right. I mean, that's a, a comical, comical joke. joke. If you think yeah. that's funny, just wait. If one did not take out the bison successfully, then all the army men would fill up again for that side, and the other side not having rights to the bison would have to start over. Oh my god, so funny. Yeah, it's like Toy Story 4. In 1998, a mythology for the world of the bison first surfaced, particularly in an attempt to explain just how he developed the odd habit of flying through the air and swallowing men like spaghetti noodles. You know what? What? That's great. That's great, Frank West. I like knowing a little bit about the bison, but I feel like I can't hear any more about the bison without knowing about... His superpowers? Mm. His powers. <laughs> uh, well, he's got flight without lifting his hooves. So, so like his feet stay on the ground, but he flies. <laughs> yeah, he he lifts the entire planet with him. That's yeah, his legs get super at. stretchy, and his whole body is flying around. No, what I'm getting at is he's a fucking toy figure, so his legs don't bend. <laughs> Anything else? Well, he is force shrinking. He can shrink objects to miniature size to aid in slurping them. You still know that's porn on the internet, right, that's, friend? That's, yeah, that's a that's a dick, right? That's 
Well, he has about? super suction to aid in serving yeah, his... Oh, well, never mind. It's not porn. It works. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> <laughs> He has plasma laser eyes, which can do everything Superman's eyes can do. He has... Oh, okay, so he gets to look at Lois Lane naked? Yes. <laughs> Smashing through anything. 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 Right. Anything. Anything. Okay. Tesseraction, which, you know, classic superpower. Gets to listen to Tesseract. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> he has acid dung. He has. <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. Yep. See, he, First, he, he smashes through your wall, then he shits in your mouth with acid. <laughs> he has telepathy. Oh, and he has the ability to pass through heaven and hell undetected. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Satan, oh. someone's breached the line. Oh, it's just All the right. bison. Never fucking mind. <laughs> now I want to. I kind of want to hear a story where that power comes in handy. Oh, he has GBS ratings. Did you hear something? Oh my god. He also um, has clairvoyance, according to the sidebar, which lists all of his abilities again. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. So his, his endurance is maxed out. out his seven. agility is very low, though. Yeah, yeah he can't his, even lift his legs. His blast range is six out of seven lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. A. Hey, uh. Uh. Frank West. Yes. Uh. But about this bison, could you tell me some other facts? I love that he puts in the scare quotes for us. It's. <laughs> it's nice. Well, he's immortal and invincible. There is no way to go beyond him, short of being God. His fur contains. His fur contains enough special information and power in it alone to overload the most sophisticated data processors and supercomputers what? on Earth. What does that mean? What? He's a rope? He's got a SIM card? He's, in he's covered hand. in jizz. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> well, not just him. Special information, man. That's yeah, right. Yeah. He does not Special. need to breathe and can even travel through space in zero time, destroying entire stars if he so desires. I would... Totally watch this cartoon of a plastic bison that doesn't even animate, <laughs> flying through space, <laughs> shitting acid on things, and destroying stuff. Everything else is animated. He's just a hyper realistic yeah, bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a job for Portex for yeah. F- yeah. the next F Plus Live. Totally He is known to make certain characters become of one mind with him, in which they become slaves to his will and share thoughts with him. Again, that's a porn. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like that. I like that you've balanced out kind of the powers of this bison character to just kind of like yeah. ma- mm-hmm. make him relatable and interesting, yeah. multifaceted. <laughs> Whatever, I legit enjoy this. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm sorry. You might have yep. thought we were moving on, but I've got one more bullet I th- I point. Thought we were mo- I thought we were moving on. I thought we were moving on. But what? Each of these characters that he enslaves inherits a bizarre superpower for him. From him, from him, and they become the bison's secret police, along with the, I'm sorry, along, along with the talking with. ferret named Ferreto. Yes, <laughs> Ferreto, because be, because did not test well. Oh, and Ferreto is apparently from Two Old Men and a Frog, a 1997 short-lived animation series pitch created by Dozer Fleet. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's it uh, does? I would. Yeah, it's it's a spinoff series of deranged cowboys and Indians, which reimagines slushy living in a swamp rather than a desert. It's, it's got a couple reoccurring guests. I'm talking about Cone, who's the doofy, the goofy doppelganger of Slushy. 
<laughs> then there's Vegetable, the frog whose smile curls in on itself. What the hell? Sphere, a morbidly obese frog that makes the earth shake when he speaks. I Jackal just... Slap Nasty, a deranged <laughs> <laughs> Eagerly awaiting someone registering that name for Bob. Uh, there is uh, Farido, of course. We've we've been through Farido, and then in addition to Farido, there's Ferichio. Ferichio. <laughs> so, so, so really, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing here, is that I need to go get some more fucking alcohol. <laughs> Excuse me. This is Osamu Tezuka's star system, just for a new generation. When you think about it. Oh, okay. That was um. Uh, <laughs> uh, really great. Um. Um. Frank West, there's another thing that I've known about bison, um, that he has, uh, the Dozer Fleet bison has the same, so there's a difference between the bison and the Dozer Fleet bison, which apparently (laughs) are two different species. They had to reboot it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the adventures of Superman and Superman, like it's, yeah. The gritty bison reboot. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was actually going to ask some questions about um, uh, the, the the Dozer Fleet Bison, but then I got distracted by deranged cowboys and Indians. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm scanning this QR code. <laughs> All right. It's going to take you right back to the same page you're already on. So good luck with that, asshole. <laughs> gives me the most fucked up me in my Miitomo game, though. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so, Victor. Yes. Uh, I'm looking here at uh, Deranged Cowboys and Indians, which yeah. is styled as D backwards R Range Cowboys and Indians, because uh-huh. it's Russian Cowboys and Indians, I guess. <laughs> it's Toys R Us. Uh, that was a pitch uh, created by the Dozer Fleet founder uh, during the Flamingo era. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably not worth exploring, right? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but uh, it's about a ghost town and the. Uh, out of whack tribe that ran a Seven Eleven star oh, dear. store not too far from there. No, <laughs> this is not good. No, you're right. This it's is, not. This is bad. Um, so uh, if you'll just uh, go run through yeah, the plot no. briefly, please. Sure, sure. Deranged cowboys and Indians. Yep. Uh, okay, so this show is uh, set to reign supreme in a ghost town in New Mexico. Reign supreme. The Frankenstein-like sheriff. Don't ask. And his band of undead Halloween creatures stake their claim on the desert. Assisting them is a deranged wolf named Freak Nasty. (laughs) He puts his hand upon your hip. When you dip, he dips, they dip. (laughs) (laughs) After the similarly named rock band. What? What? You're not... Okay, you might be thinking of... That's what I I said. Freak Nasty (laughs) did the dip, and it's not a band, it's a guy. Unless you're confused with Dag Nasty, which is a very vulgar (laughs) punk rock band I doubt you've heard of. Oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> he has the voice of a parrot and is occasionally harassed by a mean-spirited talking parrot named Bird Nasty that has a very gruff voice. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's like a reversal type thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So to fulfill their evil plans, they must overcome their own laziness. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's an episode of Regular <laughs> Show? Yeah. In addition to the talkative but equally loony Outawak tribe of mm. Indians that run a 7-Eleven store not far away. Wow. That's... Wow, that's racist. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah. No, it's <laughs> fine. Like, it's fine, because it's American Indians. And, uh, so t- so right. tell me and more. So, tell so, me more, please. 
Yeah, so moving on with our not racism, yep. uh, the Outawak tribe of Indians are led by the Homer Simpson-esque Chief Wacky Twerp. Oh, man. And the Outawaks seek to defend their claim any way they can over their undead That sounds rivals. just like Homer Simpson. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. The Outawaks are also opposed by one of their own, Wacky Twerp's evil twin, Hacky Twerp. Oh, I hate it! I hate yeah. it! What do you hate? This is good stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, it's this not would actually, good stuff. This would actually okay, probably no. worked like that, 80 years that's ago. All, <laughs> that's all the bad stuff. The good stuff this is cut. Okay, what's the, stay, stay what's the good stuff? What's the good stuff, Victor? What's the good stuff? Coming to the Outawax rescue is a trio of talking frogs, all of which were hatched from their eggs from inside various cold beverage preparation devices. What? Such as Slushy, born in a slushy making machine, <laughs> who becomes the sassy frog who leads the frog trio. <laughs> So, so Slushy is called joined. Slushy because Slushy was born in a Slushy-making machine. Yeah. I mean, and he, they didn't have parents. He, uh, what are the friends parents? called? So, Slushy was born in a Slushy-making machine. Yeah. He is joined by the snow cone machine born cone. Okay. God, come sure. on. Yeah, and the yeah. high-pitched voiced vegetable. <laughs> As the sides all line up, comic mischief ensues. Guys, I need to tell you about Eki the Rat. <laughs> Eeky the rat. Oh, not baby. Eeky yeah, no, Eeky, not, Eeky the rat. Yeah, not Eek the cat. This is Eeky yeah, yeah, the rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a comic strip made by Dozer Fleet uh, about the life and exploits of a luckless rat living in suburban houses' walls. Uh, it was intended to be some sort of parody of Eek the cat. Oh, uh, well, some sort of parody. Yeah, it was some oh, sort of parody. But the strip. Uh, and to be determined later. Yeah, the strip took on. Uh, a, uh, a flavor and purpose all its own. Uh, Jack, Jeff, you'll start with the second paragraph mm. of the plot, please. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Eeky, who only spoke in varying lengths of eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
You wouldn't want to catch it. With boxing gloves. That's extra funny. Oh, man. You know, I think those are fleets stumbled upon gold with this Jack, Jack, when you started reading me that uh, section on Iki, I was remembering that memorable sketch from Iki called What Are You Trying to Do? Yeah, I know. You remember sketch, that sketch? Uh, oh, yeah, God, I do. Don't. Do you, do you uh, Portax, do you want to hear a summary of that? Victor I do, doesn't. I do. Yeah. Victor doesn't. Too bad, Victor. Uh, the sketch, what are you trying to do, in which the rat is the Titanic and the dog is the iceberg, was... was, was that's that's porn. That is porn. Was, the rat is the was, Titanic? Yes, the, the rat the is the But Titanic. he's still dead. The dog's the iceberg. Right, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense when you don't think about it. Uh, was I think cr- I saw that movie. It's called The Titanic. I want to see that drawing a lot. <laughs> don't worry. On it. On Thank it. you. <laughs> no problem. Where my damn pencil at? Was created a total of three times before being abandoned. The sketch is memorable because as the, as the ship cracks in two like an egg, a Ford Model T can clearly be seen on deck. <laughs> on deck? So a tiny, tiny, tiny t- Model T that fits on top of the rat? We don't know that the rat is not. I mean, the rat is the Titanic. Yeah. The rat I is mean, the it's Titanic. the size of the Titanic. And, it, and yeah. it looks like the Titanic. It, and it, it looks Titanic exactly and behaves exactly yes. like the Titanic. No, you, you guys, you guys are jumping to conclusions here. When, oh. when you you have to listen to the next sentence. Sorry about that. Make a lot more sense. Yep. This is to emphasize that the sketch is poking fun at the Titanic film. Sure. <laughs> you know, like when 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 in Quiet. the Titanic film, when the ship is you know sinking into the ocean, you can clearly see a Model T on deck. <laughs> Yeah, you're poking fun at the Titanic film by exactly recreating the things that happened in the Titanic film with no joke. Um, so uh, we were talking recently. Uh, this uh, document, once again, provided by Napier Draken, uh, and it is largely the songs of Dozer Fleet. But we knew what would happen, which is that <laughs> Dozer Fleet Wiki is a fucking sinkhole. Anyway, I'm on the main page here, and uh, uh, Frank West, I have a question for you. Yes. So there's a couple trending characters in the Dozer Fleet database. A couple characters that have been uh, trending pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, which of these today. characters is your favorite? I would say probably Lemon Witch. Lemon Witch. All right. Lemon Witch is a uh, woman with a... Uh, she's a sim character uh, with a brown bob. And the end. Looks exactly like Lemon, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Frank West, you tell me just a little bit about Lemon Witch. Sure. A little... I mean, I'll just do a little bit, because, you know, he's really brief. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Lemon... Candace Dixon Patterson, named Mason, slash Lemon Witch, is a superheroine from (laughs) Camelorum Adventures. Makes sense, sure. She was created... I mean, most of us are when you think about it. She was created by Chad Patterson, Ankel Arena, Shazes, and the Dozer Feet founder on DeviantArt. Four people. Yeah. To remind you, this is a Sims character. (laughs) <laughs> Four people needed to be involved in making a sense. Also, character. to remind you, we don't know that those people are real or that they were involved in this. <laughs> about that. Links. The answer to this is probably n- <laughs> Jesus. Are these? Did he actually collaborate with? Uh, whatever. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking at several different DeviantArt pages. Anyway, go on. Anyways. She was originally envisioned as a sort of parody of Marvel's Scarlet Witch from Age of Ultron, but she quickly grew into a character in her own right. She is a prisoner convicted of Class B assault after accidentally turning mall cop Roger Sanders into a lime. 
and is seeking to work as a nutritionist and run an orchid in Georgia upon her release. What? (sighs) Lemon, what did we tell you about posting your personal info? (laughs) Oh, I'm so so sorry. I would like to uh, tell you more, but uh, I was just looking at the uh, DeviantArt of one of his collaborators, uh, which is uh, nothing but uh, handicapped people tied up to walls and beaten. (laughs) (laughs) That one really is a fetish. We're not joking this time. (laughs) Yeah, that one's... Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you 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 won out. I was oh. looking at the Facebook page of Sniper Wolf. <laughs> Sneak preview. Not very interesting. So this is the one time that the people who are like, I just want you to draw this as a joke. They won. Like they found their perfect. Hey, F- Frank West. Yes. Frank West. Do, do does uh, this character have any aliases on the right sidebar? Oh, yes. Uh, she has a bunch of prison nicknames. Mellow Yellow. That's right. Annoying Orangette. Vitamin C. Okay. Fruit Loops. Pine mm. Sol. And Madame Meringue. Oh? I don't like those very much. So, so Yellow. I love all of yellow them. Yellow is what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of yellow theme. It's like a yellow... <laughs> Out of sight. Uh, all right, so um, um, good lord, it just goes on. I think, yeah. Just to note <laughs> this at some go, point, yeah. there's only, and it sounds kind of crazy to say only, but there's only one thousand three hundred and forty pages on this wiki, right. and he's adding pages constantly. Right. So he's just constantly deleting this wiki. Well, and also, like, I mean, for example, like that uh, wiki how or that uh, wiki uh, page on uh, Lemon Witch goes on forever. Yes, like yeah. it's got, I don't know, probably nine thousand, ten thousand words, I would guess. If you like compared this to the average actual Wikipedia page, it would usually win out in length. Well, yeah, because I mean, they're talking about stuff like pff, wars or <laughs> you know people's lives, but this is about Sims characters, dude. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> we'll buy the Dozer fleet. Right, right, right. Like um, so um, I want to tell you just a little bit here about the Viron Counselors Network ad. <laughs> the what? I need to say it again? Fine. Okay, here we uh, yeah, go. I thought you dumb. were wearing your fucking headphones, but mm-hmm. it's the Viron Counselors Network ad. Did it sink right. in yet? No, no that makes sense. Uh, no. Sure, yeah, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, I got you. The whatever you yeah, just said. Yeah, that was an assignment for COM385's broadcast writing class with Donna Smith in the spring semester of 2009 at Ferris State University as written by the Dozer Fleet founder on Monday, May 7th of 2009. So something that he wrote in one day gets a oh. massive wiki article. Yeah, so it's this was written it. by the Dozer Fleet founder. That's that's Yeah, new. this this thing specifically on the Dozer yeah. Fleet Four was written by the Dozer <laughs> Fleet founder. Oh, okay. Um so uh so the logo for the center um is uh Viron Counselors Network in Helvetica over a stock photo in PowerPoint. The format is a PowerPoint slideshow. Uh, and the product is a fictional ad for a counselor's counseling center for troubled youth. All right. One of the largest projects for the class in COM385 was to come up with a 30-second TV PSA spot, one that advertised some greater service and addressed troubled teens. This was interpreted by the Dozer Fleet founder as a counseling center similar to Boys Town National Hotline. 
Counseling center similar to the hotline. Yes, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Uh, a place that would reach yeah. out to troubled teens in much the same way as Wedgwood Christian Services. To incorporate the, the worlds of Dozer Fleet comics into the picture, it was decided that an assignment would venture out of the trapezoid kids world. And I oh, the one of you kids. at least is reading up on the trapezoid kids while I continue. But, oh, my God, the art it looks amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, trapezoid yeah. kids world. The Viren Counselors Network was to target teens that had been misdirected into gangs, unwanted pregnancy, porn addiction, theft, and thoughts of suicide. They were misdirected into all those things. They were mis- yeah. Steal this stuff and then kill yourself. You knocked up, bitch. Good idea. <laughs> well, think about killing yourself. A little oh, bit yeah. of all of these things need to be addressed in the ad. First, before anything else, a basic strip was envisioned of a few teens being shown with their struggles, along with a narrator similar to some guy, explaining what VCN could do to turn these teens around. An ad copy script... Okay. Was then typed up in the recommendation in the recommended format for the class, and time to make sure everything could happen to be crunched into thirty seconds. After that, various storyboards were rendered using The Sims Two. The storyboards. <laughs> were- uh, mm, damn it! Most people's first choice for three D modeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember back in the bad old days when you had to use The Sims One to storyboard your movies? <laughs> That was bullshit. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> the storyboards were compiled into a PowerPoint slideshow, okay, which was to be presented are. in class along with the script. Weird. A shot breakdown sheet was included so as to clarify what was happening uh, in each scene. All right, uh, so let's go through the script. I think it should be very straightforward. Uh, I think this should all make uh, perfect sense. All right, here we go. Fade in. Closing prison door. Prison door slides and is being shut. Fade in. Music. Wait, fade in twice. Okay, music <laughs> bed. Eerie music. Continue Kept- fading. <laughs> Just fade fades upon fades upon fades. High top fades. It's fade. like Star Wipes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry. Fade in. Music bed. Eerie music. Kept under. Cut to Amelia kicking and screaming. No, get off me pause <laughs> let's discuss what's happened so far <laughs> what would you do if this happened to you and intermission <laughs> key in Barry in foreground teens be- can become troubled for a number of reasons key out Barry and dissolve James <laughs> no, oh, no. James, no, no no not James <laughs> I, miss, I miss him already they may have found the wrong crowd. Dissolve, Lena. Or for another reason, they are simply broken. Pause before dissolve. <laughs> okay, now dissolve. VCN logo. We are the Viron Counselors Network with branches across southern Indiana. Dissolve, Chuck. Still photo, key in phone number. <laughs> if your teen is in serious trouble, contact us today. Dissolve Vanessa and Celia embracing each other. Key our phone number. Together, we can give them their lives back. Fade to black, then fade out music bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good work, Keith. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, that's All a right. good script, everybody. Just give yourself a hand here. And then after that, uh, he goes through all of the backstory of the characters that oh were introduced. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> For example... What? 
James is a gangbanger, fearing that the class would call the ad racist if James were black, he was made Hispanic <laughs> instead! <laughs> so it's not racist? You know what's good. VCN yeah. becomes his pathway to redemption after he nearly committed suicide by cop. Chuck, oh a teen God. addicted to porn. He has invaded cyberspace and become an amateur sexual predator. An amateur, an amateur? sexual predator? He gotta turn pro. <laughs> he he drapes enough in, women, fine. he'll level up to be a professional sexual One day you'll get called up to the big leagues, buddy. Yeah, he doesn't do it for money yet. <laughs> it's for the love of the game. <laughs> yeah. He frequently looks for 15-year-old girls that don't know any better. And tries to lure them into meeting him places. I mean, on the plus side, he's still eligible for the sexual predator Olympics. <laughs> I hope he doesn't uh, get on the football team, then. He's got a lot of competition. Uh, poor Jax, will you just please read the first sentence of Amelia? Uh, uh yeah. One second. Uh, Amelia, a teen with red hair who robbed a fast food restaurant. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Are you sure you don't want to read the entire other giant paragraph? <laughs> Wait, a giant paragraph on I know. this wiki? It doesn't sound... It sounds out of place. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So, uh, at one point, at one point, uh, we were talking about um, the... Uh, what was it? The Trapezoid Kids? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. How could you uh, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Chick, you found out you were reading a little bit uh, about the Trapezoid Kids, these drawings. Oh my god, these drawings. THEFL.us, uh, we will try to provide you any links that we can... Wait, okay, I need I need to see this Trapezoid no, Kids. So, so here's the thing, Lemon, is I'm yeah. a little surprised that you had trouble with the name, because the Trapezoid Kids are very clearly a, a massive cultural phenomenon. I mean, okay. they're really super popular. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, of course. A dozer fleet made them. <laughs> Everything that two touched turned to fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, consequently, Whoa. Uh, oh. on the dozer fleet wiki, if you look in the Arts 102 section, you'll see a picture of AOF 303 room, where the Trapezoids were first created uh but it's now being used as a storage room as of 2012 <laughs> but i mean i knew oh, you would want to know dear. exactly what the door to the room people in to which know the trapezoid the kids looked like uh hey uh portex uh, yeah uh, you've taken art classes before <laughs> i mean ostensibly yeah, yeah. so 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 how would you describe if you had to uh, paint a picture with words how would you describe the cast of the trapezoid kids <laughs> Like someone, someone OD'd on a geometry class and vomited all over the screen. Would you describe them as trapezoids? <laughs> Not in the fucking slightest. No, well, no, no, no. One of them in the bow tie. The one in the bow tie okay, is right, technically right. a trapezoid. <laughs> is that supposed to be a football? Yeah, he's the jock. He's holding. Or is the that football. a cigar? <laughs> it's a loaf of bread, you dipshit. Also, I like how. Um, he follows the Miss Pac-Man school of design for girl trapezoid. Yeah. It's purple with pink <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's how you know. It's so, uh, so there's a little bit. Um, oh my God! There's we so should. much about the trapezoid kids <laughs> as there should be. PSA-a-thon. <laughs> uh, so the trapezoid kids appear to be. I mean, at first blush, they're a. Um, uh, they're a cartoon about trapezoids? <laughs> I mean, uh, look, there's so much more to them. Okay, okay. There's so much more. Uh, but, uh, pff, fuck. 
Uh, but Victor, will you tell me a little bit about the Trapezoid Kids PSA-a-thon? I mean, if you yeah, can. I, mean. <laughs> I think this is going to fucking kill Jack. <laughs> All right. The Trapezoid Kids PSA-a-thon. The Trapezoid Kids PSA-a-thon is a PowerPoint slideshow presentation written by the Dozerfleet founder on October 17th of 2007 for Computer Systems for Video class with Connie Morkum at Ferris State University. Run, Connie, run. <laughs> Since the whole class was expected to do slideshow presentations on the origins of public service announcements, the Dozerfleet founder chose to make a spoof PSA out of the assignment while also incorporating the trapezoid kids as much as possible. Right, That's yeah, great. The strong, the strong <laughs> that intellectual good. property of the fucking trapezoid kids. <laughs> uh, and this uh, PSA, of course, as most PSAs are, is a PowerPoint presentation. Um, so there's a, there's a summary of all the slides um, in the PSA. Um, and then you said one slide later talked about Captain Planet. Is that right? Yeah. Would you, oh, would yeah. you go on I from there, please? Sure. One slide later, talk about Captain Planet, a show that preached its liberal propaganda brazenly and shamelessly every few seconds. I mean, I don't completely disagree. It's not wrong. The rather, the rather inappropriately titled episode, A Formula for Hate, was basically a misguided 30-minute misinformation campaign to counteract public HIV fears. Um... Yay! I only remember the drug episode, so I can't help I only remember the time they went back and fought Hitler. (laughs) Oh, that was was also a good one, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A footnote on the slide states that it is one of the few episodes in which the captain himself never actually appears. As interest waned on Captain Planet while the 90s progressed... And grew in Dozer Fleet. (laughs) Power Rangers took over in the Department of Bizarre and Silly PSAs. Okay. One scene from a PSA from the original show dealt with a kid learning to respect differences in others by showing him trapped in a world where everyone was as annoying as he was. Okay. Oh, yeah. boy. The, the PSA contradicted itself in having no respect for the child, portraying him in the most obnoxious light possible. Uh, so it's annoying, but that's a feature, not a bug? Is that generally what you're going for uh, here? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Jack Chick, I just see that you posted something. Would you, uh, would you read that, please? So this is just before the Captain Planet slide, but, okay. um... Following is a slide about Vixier 18's Roftub of Sonic X, which spoofs the idea of Sonic being used for PSAs about sex by having the cast of Sonic X deliver a PSA promoting abstinence. Oh, but then, I mean, either way is, you get... Is that what spoof means? Yes, you know, that's what spoof means. <laughs> Look, okay. there's one takeaway from this is that Dozer Fleet knows exactly what parodies and spoofs are. <laughs> <laughs> So we've gone to many uh, many parts of the Dozer Fleet forums, of course. Um, Can I just and, say one more yeah. thing about the Trapezoid Kids? No, please. I think it's worth <laughs> say many many things it's about the Trapezoid <laughs> Kids. Trapezoid I love them. <laughs> I love them. Well, Can I say fifty more things about the Trapezoid? Well, in the summer class of two thousand seven at Ferris State University for DVD production, it was split up into two teams, and each team tried to beat the other by designing a better promotional DVD that would advertise the TV production department's promotional purposes. And so uh, the Dozer Fleet founder, to summarize stuff you do not want me to read all of, yep. uh, decided to put the Trapezoid Kids on the DVD. Makes sense. 
Because I would <laughs> ultimately, however, the marketing department at Ferris rejected this design and replaced it with a generic design. They didn't believe that the cute version of the DVD cover would convince new students of the credibility of the program. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> oh, those <Yep>. dicks. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't really want to advertise that someone came to our program and the thing that they made oh my God, was Jack. a bunch of trapezoids. That's not something we want to promote. Look! And they're not even trapezoids! Corn and Abel Mindosh is the self-assured, mildly narcissistic, but likable de facto leader of the main quartet of trapezoids. He almost always wears a red bow tie or similar red object, provided it contrasts well with his black body. Oh dear. Oh my god. It's racist. <laughs> Holy shit, though. Uh, then there's uh, Humdrum, humdrum Blah, blah Mindadosh is the youngest and most rambunctious of the four. He is absolute, most hyper and childish. His naivete, no, his na- nope. na- naivety <laughs> is frequently <laughs> exploited by his siblings who always find a way to use it to their advantage, though not always to his harm. Like the other three, Humdrum likes to sing and dance vaudeville-style tunes. You know, like the kids do. He is just like the others to sing the Module 4 data song whenever a science or art teacher (laughs) nearby utters the words Module 4. Oh my god, I love the Module 4 data song. (laughs) Yeah, Well, I don't, but like, you know, if somebody says Module 4, it immediately gets into your head. Like, it's just an earworm, that song. His primary weakness is caffeine, which causes him to fly around uncontrollably and turn into various other things. He gets dematted more than any of the others do so, than more than any of the others do, and is often the eternal victim. In a nod to Kenny McCormick from South Park, Uh, of course. Yeah, my references are the best. All right, uh, so that's uh, various uh, um, uh, intellectual um, explorations uh, from Dozer Fleet. Um, which is all terrific and very wonderful. Um, so we got to decide what we're going to close on. Um, I think we've now recorded for about four and a half hours. <laughs> so uh, so let's... Uh, Frank West, I'll let you decide. Yes. Which of these two things uh, should be our last thing of the recording? Um, a uh, exploration about the time that was recorded in the Bible when man and dinosaur walked together on the earth. Oh dear, from that documentary, The Flintstones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, um, Dozer Fleet's section on TV tropes. Oh dear. Oh my god, it's like oh, a black hole. No. I think I have to choose that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. We're out of the oh, Dozer no. Fleet wiki and onto a different black hole. The problem. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this trope, we're parentheses Dozer Fleet. <laughs> Oh no! Oh my God! We're gonna be here for six years. Why oh does, my God! Why does this exist? Oh. Now, 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 all we need to do is find the link to WikiHow on here, and it's really the F plus <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so this page goes oh, on no. forever. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, I'm shocked by that. But oh. it is a page on TV tropes about stationary voyagers. Mm. I don't know who would have oh, written dear. this, but uh, it's you know, fans. Oh yes, I yes, think yes, it's yes, of course. Fr- <laughs> Frank wrote it. He knows so much now. <laughs> yeah, what you, that's why I've been doing the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so if you could, if you could, as briefly as as humanly possible, uh, summarize uh, uh, Dozer Fleet's uh, exploration of stationary voyagers here. Uh, brief. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Come on. F plus not at all challenge mode. Uh, I could do it quickly. Okay. <laughs> Stationary voices, allegorical melodic, drives, prestige, science, science fiction, science opera, and also venture TV series and development videos for each of the makers of CM Web Comic series. A team of anthropomorphic writing utensils is assembled to embark on diplomatic recon missions that go to prevent widespread imperialism. All right, all right. Anyway, anyway, it's a sci-fi story about pens. That's that's the important part, right? All right, sapient pens. So, uh, so I've noticed, uh, as one of the many, many fans of uh, Stationary Voyagers, um, that uh, there's lots of uh, tropes that appear in, in uh, Stationary Voyagers. <laughs> um, could you explain some of them for me, please? Uh, let's start with um, uh, arc number. Arc, no, arc number. Yes. Yes, arc You'd number. think that something so alphabetically first would be near the top of the page, but you there's would. actually an entire page and a half before that. Yeah, no, no, you've got to scroll past America Saves the Day and Ass-Kicking Christmas. Well, it, it was really nice of whoever did this to actually hide the spoilers behind the spoiler tag <laughs> on TV tropes. The spoilers for the thing that... Oh, my God. Okay, okay, come on, here we go. Okay, arc number 86 for ideals. 64 for realism, and 22 for shortcoming and goals. What? 22, of course, being the difference between 86 and 24. Duh. Ah, <laughs> checks out, it checks Which out. Which actually has a wiki link to Captain Obvious, because Thanks how could bunch. you not see that? Right. Because um, uh, Pextel is me- mechanized at the age of 22, and he Is that like a pen bar mitzvah when you're mechanized? <laughs> yes. There's dancing and somebody smashes something. That's a wedding. I don't know how a bar mitzvah works. (laughs) Right, clearly. He only ends up piloting a ship that can travel at a top speed of Mach 86, and the next fastest ships can at best go only at Mach 64. That's great. So uh, I want to hear about bizarre alien reproduction, please. Uh, Yeah, you do. Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, bizarre alien reproduction is actually a subverted trope. Uh, the oh, that's even very... more delicious! <laughs> the, way they, the way they have sex is very similar to human reproduction. Oh dear. Although they require different positions and derive less pleasure from it than we do. They are, however, more sensitive to sex enhancement drugs, which put them in a trance easier. Right, you have to move away trance. from the microphone. Is that what sex drugs do? <laughs> This is partly why the Yetzig Pirate League can weaponize sex against targeted cultures so easily. They can? What? How did they do that? I've been trying to Dick weaponize sex so many years. <laughs> <laughs> They're just in their space pirate ship and everyone's got their cocks out oh, they, the windows. They perfected the cock rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> Welcome, to, Welcome to my world, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh boy, this uh, is great. What? You, what? Can uh, Can Victor read about diplomatic impunity? I think he probably should. Yeah, Dick. Victor. Victor, please read about yes, diplomatic yes. immunity. Dictor. Dictor. Diplomatic impunity. Callously averted on Mantith. Sure. Well, yeah, we'll accept Mantith? it. Absolutely. It's fine. Okay. As the Antian president shows little to no interest in actually keeping his promises to keep the Voyagers safe. Oh, come on, like a regular old Antian politician. I know. Sure, sure, the government funds them and helps them find jobs, but they're on their own for protection. (sighs) Typical. They are regularly harassed, threatened, and abducted. 
by governments and civilian villain types alike. He just started, he went, he went abducted, period, new sentence, capital, by Bye. governments. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Antian government primarily abuses them as publicity stunts as well. What? Mm. what? Yep. Okay. No, no, even, makes e- sense. It's good. Even considering revoking the little immunity they have just to appease gay special privileges groups who are out for their ink. Yep, for their ink. Oh, like man, for their that's blood. right. Like out for their blood. And frankly, oh. Yeah. oh, I thought that was Jism. No, that still doesn't Frank make sense. Frank is spending way too much time here. He's starting to make sense of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to make sense, just like the Antillian ambassador in episode 40. Oh, no. Oh, man, that was oh. a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there is a Kung Fu Jesus. Well, then tell me about the Kung Fu Jesus. Oh, yeah. So, so... Yeah, Mencius is the only being who can authorize large-scale mulexic tampering in the space-time continuum. He helps blow up an entire planet, he had a bodyguard for a short while that was made of supernatural martial arts, and when he came to raise an army of resurrected souls to live other resurrects out of their graves and collect everyone around the world for Judgment Day, the news reported it as him have started the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yay! More zombie apocalypses in popular fiction! Yay! No, it was reported it. He was bringing people back to life and they thought he was starting this off. This is not popular fiction. Okay, fair enough. You're right. (laughs) I retract. I objected. Lemon, are you trying to imply that Dozer Fleet is somehow derivative? Not anymore. (laughs) It's a parody, you dipshit. Uh, there's also, uh, I've noticed the one thing that I've personally enjoyed very much, uh, is there's little hints of it in Stationary Voyagers. Uh, but it's the Smurfette principle. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Yeah, which is played straight with the angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Most no. of them see no point in manifesting as a woman, especially since few cultures in human history respected the words and voice of a woman. Right. One right. notable exception is—is is it Kritikamas? Kritikamas. Kritikmas. Kritik. I mean, that's a holiday that I celebrate. I didn't know that anyone (laughs) else did. Yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, Kritikmas, who rarely makes an appearance since she's even, since she's an even bigger walking wasteland than Liquidon. Ooh, burn! She shows up in a (laughs) minisode explaining why more angels don't manifest as women and turns her captor's apartment into Chernobyl light. She also makes an appearance in Bittersweet This Bargain since the crooked rainbow begin to get smart after the events in Choice After All and start wearing flame retardant to thwart off filth-worth attacks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, before before we move on, uh, trademark favorite food, crepes! (laughs) (laughs) He keeps saying to look at the trivia page, but I do not see it actually on here. Is this... Well, there's links to it on a couple of them. What is on here is TV Tropes pages for CM webcomic series, Q Basic Gorillas, and Blood Over Water. Hey, uh, Frank West. Yes. Quick question. Who is Morgan Le Fay? Morgan L-E space F-A-Y. Who is Morgan Le Fay? Uh, well, she's a random prostitute with no relation to Arthur. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. I just wanted to double yeah. check. Like the TV series, the children's book? No, 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 the uh, Dudley Moore movie. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I think it's Dudley Moore. Anyway, uh, F plus. What did we learn from this thing? We learned what I it's learned like wh- to live in a world where every single idea you've ever thought of is really good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went. Yeah. I mean, to 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 his credit, parentheses question mark parentheses. Um, he has, uh, I think, a larger volume of terrible ideas than I probably have had. The the thing that strikes me about this is that, like this whole stationary Voyagers thing, yeah. like that that we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So this is a book that's. In development, mm. so like he's still writing the book, sort of. But, but sometimes a, he writes. But there's in a 50-page TV tropes article right. that he he took the time out of writing the book. Well, no, 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 no. You know, you're you're misunderstanding that. Um, the the sort of in development thing is a little bit of a just a nod to the fact that like none of these things ever actually exist. Oh, I understand. I understand, but the that you can you can pretend that you're working on a book right and really just writing a tv tropes article yeah about the book that you're pretending that you're writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah is it, just a I, I i i can't finish that sentence. okay yeah that's <laughs> really as far sense. as i can My, tell dozer fleet creator has created exactly two things what's that um what the, or Maybe more than two, but he's created things that he was literally forced to when he went to college. (laughs) (laughs) And he he created a terrifying newsletter to an ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are the two things, two categories of things that he has created. And actually, when I say... And also his wiki. (laughs) That's... No, you're right. That that is... uh, His wiki is... More work and effort than I think I've ever put into anything. Well, it's so. yeah, it's he's not also, that. He also created a lot of like Weird Al style parody songs. Oh, no, I would disagree with your definition there. No, I thought he sang some of them. <laughs> oh, apparently, we haven't even listened to them yet. Um, I, I guess I mean because I think that the thing about the wiki is that um, because he doesn't actually make anything, um but he wants to pretend like these things exist, that he has to... I feel like it's very difficult to document... Because how would you possibly... Like, I have a hard time remembering stuff that happened in these episodes, and I've, you know, like, recorded them, edited them, listened to them later, and I have a hard time remembering them sometimes. Like, I don't know how he's supposed to remember... Like this particular episode of the show that doesn't exist. That seems Uh, hard. That's... It's. I mean, I do that. Okay. <laughs> so, so is that maybe like is that why you want to write down like all of the stuff that happens in your thing just so you can remember the fictional th- time when you made something? Well, no. I mean, like it depends. Like if you're actually making stuff, like I can remember exact things that I've made up when I was you know grade school, my shitty ideas and stuff. Sure. But something that happens on the internet a lot is people get so obsessed with the end result of a thing getting made sure, that makes sense rather than that so people will already be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make a comic and i've already decided like what the merchandise is gonna be like yeah and and if you add crazy on top of this <laughs> then it doesn't make things better well so so something that actually shocked me is i was like i, I was looking at this tv tropes website and uh you guys have might have heard of it uh, but, yeah, I might have. Yeah. No, but I was looking at actually the uh, the edit history of this particular page, and there are several different people who have edited this, um, generally to clean up a bunch of uh, screeds against liberals. But um, right, right. <laughs> like, so I guess like maybe there's something that exists somewhere. Doubtful. No. On, 
There's just people on TV tropes who will edit and clean up anything, and they won't verify that it's a real thing that exists. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, for example, that PowerPoint slide that he was talking about a little while ago, like, that thing actually existed. And so, like, there was very much, like, slides about, like, when the exact thing happened. Like, everything that actually existed was uh, meticulously documented. Mm, good yeah. Point. Uh, well, so, I mean, the other t- major thing that I learned is that yeah. if this guy actually ever fucking produces a Trapezoid Kids cartoon, I will watch the fuck out of it. Dude, mm. I'll be money. Well, yeah. oh, actually, I yeah, wouldn't. No, no, you I would not. Financially. Never mind. If you pay, if you pay Dozer Fleet before you pay me to make a cartoon, I'll uh, fucking okay, strangle okay. you. You're right, you're right, you're right. You know, you're Portax, right. how many Trapezoid Kids episodes have you written? You know what? Portax, I'll pay <laughs> you to make a Trapezoid Kids cartoon. <laughs> 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 Let's like- do it. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Not even kidding. I'm fucking opening PayPal right now. Yeah, how much do you want? How much do you want for a Trapezoid Kids cartoon? Uh, we'll have to negotiate right. how little effort I could spend on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Jack Check go yeah. have these, I think. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> can, you do this on, can you do this on Fiverr? Because there's an opportunity available for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll animate shitty Trapezoids. Ooh, I'll even make, like... It would be even better as the cartoon itself is like obviously terrible, but I make a bunch of supplementary <laughs> material like character turnarounds. Oh, yeah, like model good. sheets and shit. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. The character turnaround a trapezoid or it would be like <laughs> blob and then line. <laughs> and then nine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. One, one. Have like the mouth chart for what it looks like when they talk and it's just the same face over and over again because <laughs> they don't have a face. Don't have a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other thing that I enjoy is that um, uh, every time you see the Dozer Fleet logo on something else, like the Photoshop effects that are used on the Dozer Fleet logo change. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's he's uh, mixing it up. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's good. Like it's good. <laughs>